message, old thought, but hopefully God will do something today that be a little different, and it may be just for one person in here, I don't know. Numbers, the 13th chapter, verse number 30. I already told you my title. It'll be on the board in a moment. Amen, if you forgot. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and possess it. For we are well able to overcome it. Oh, I want that attitude and that spirit to overpower us and overcome us and apprehend us. Amen. Let us go up at once and possess this land that God has promised to us. For we are well able to overcome it. We can do this thing with God's help. There's nothing impossible. The sick can be healed. The lost can be saved. Folks can be delivered with God's help. That's what he's talking about. This was a literal story here. Brother Ruck, you know, I understand that. Old Testament, they literally were there about to go into a literal land that God had promised. But, but, but we have a promised land. We have promises of healing and promises. He said, ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the uttermost parts of the earth. Amen. But but don't forget the power. You know, sometimes Christians act like the weakest people in the world, the most helpless people. And what are we going to do? No, no, no. You shall receive power. I've said it for years. I've said it for years. Let me just say it again. Let me just say it again, right in, the, right in the outset here. Listen, we've studied the Godhead, and we have a pretty good understanding of who God is. I don't think, I don't know of a denomination or religion who pays much attention to that other than us. We, we know who God is, which is a good thing, all right? But we don't know who we are. We're his children. We are his sons and daughters. Amen. He promised not to withhold any good thing from us. That's who we are. We got his name on us. We took it on in baptism. Hallelujah. Look over at somebody and smile at them. Tell them how good looking they are. If they're really ugly, just don't look right at them. Just look off. Look over their shoulder or something. <laughs> Hallelujah. Y'all are good looking. Y'all are handsome, beautiful. Amen. Amen. I'm 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 gonna skim. I have it's 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 again, it's an old thought. And I'm gonna skim a little bit, but I just feel like God is about to speak to some of us here personally. You may be seated. God bless you. Amen. I looked down, I thought you were already seated. Sit down. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I, sometimes somebody said it. Maybe it's one of the Joe Strands. But, but, you know, I, I liken it to this service. I think she was liking it to life. But, but you know, you ever get on one of those um, rides at Six Flags or whatever, one of those theme parks? 
You get on one of them, you know, like, I tricked my wife to getting on one of them with me one time. Got in line, I wouldn't let her out. No, 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 go ahead, go ahead. I, I'm, I'm not going on, yeah, you. But that thing made all kind of loops and turns and didos and whatever else you want to. And, but yes, after it did all of that, we got off right about the same place we got on. Sometimes I think I've been to church and that's happened. Man, that thing made turns and twists and it went upside down a couple of times. Made me dizzy, got too loud, didn't know what the preacher was talking about. And then when it was all in, I walked out. It was just like, like man, I was right where I was whenever I got on this thing. Well, I don't want that to happen in this service. I want, I want the Spirit of the Lord to reach down beyond and on down in our, that's, that's what we're asking. I've already confessed, and I'm going to say it again. I can't do much in this service. I can't help you much. I certainly can't save anybody, but I can preach his word and tell you about faith, believing in him, and awesome, powerful, great, and mighty things can take place in your spirit. The change can take place that you've been trying to initiate and can't get it off the ground. Amen. God can help you with that. Amen. Amen. In our text, God clearly promised the land to his people. In fact, he called it the promised land. I mean, we, these folks should have grasped this by virtue of the name. I don't know if we can get, I don't, what was happening here, they had, just for some of you, just in case, but I think everybody pretty much knows the setting, Moses had sent in 12 spies, 12 spies, just spy out the land, see what it looks like, come tell us about the terrain, tell us about the people, uh, and, and this is what they had made it back and so uh, they had made some decisions that they weren't asked to make, all right? Amen. Now, in other words, you're going to go in, and beforehand God had said, you've got to go in and take the promised land. Now, you're going to, it's yours, it's promised to you, but you're going to have to go in there, and you're going to have to fight. But I promise you the victory. Now, the 12 leaders were sent, when they went in to spy the land, and in verses, I believe, 17 and 18, their assignment was very clear. Look at the property. Look at it. See what it looks like. Come back and tell us. Never once can you read in Scripture does Moses say, and when you return, I want you to advise us on whether we ought to invade the land or not. Never. That was, they were overstepping their boundaries. They went way beyond what they were called to do and supposed to do. All right? Amen. That decision had already been made from someone higher up the chain of command. That's what we have to understand when God moves and things happen. We have to understand even the trouble we're in, even the situations that crop up. We have to understand it's not just somebody sitting around trying to get us on something. That's why Paul, amen, made a statement. He said, I've learned to be content in whatever state I'm in. That's why Paul could have a revival in a jail cell with shackles on him. Amen. With, with beaten backs, he and Silas decided to have a pray. Listen, you ain't going to mess with nobody and offend anybody and hurt anybody's feelings that praises. 
Y'all know I push it all the time. I promote it all the time. You get folks praising God, they won't get their, let me just say this real clear. They will not get their feelings hurt. Because when you get the praising, you get your attention off of yourself and you put your attention upon the Lord. I ain't got time for that. I'm busy praising. I'm busy worshiping. I'm busy loving God. He has my full attention. It's key, folks. I said it's key. If, if we hadn't got this by now, we need to get it. Amen. Praising folks, worshiping folks, God-loving folks. You just cruise right on. You cruise right over pitfalls, speed bumps, pain, sickness, all kinds. Of, you just go right on through that because your mind is somewhere else. I said that right, didn't I? Your mind <laughs> is somewhere else. We get to looking at ourselves, though. I'm not going to do this today, but uh, you want to tell people, you know, like, you know, they got this problem, they got that problem. I say, you want to you know what the real problem is? I'm preaching to us a little bit. I'm meddling, I know. You don't want to know who's your biggest? You go look in the mirror. You'll see the guy that's causing you more trouble than anybody else. I, there's times I want to get away from the mirror. I don't want to look in the mirror. Because I know when I look in there who I'm going to see. Amen. 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 After 40 days, the spies returned. You know, verse 28, 29, you know the message. Amen. Their message was, we are not able to go up against the people, for they are too strong for us. That's always what happens when you get away from God, when you get out of the will of the Lord. It's just out of control. It just won't work. Amen. Amen. It just, it, you know, we're we just going to have to do something else. Amen. The, the, these negative men focused on how strong the people of this land was. You know, the cities were, had walls around them. Uh, you know, and we saw the children of Anak there. That meant the giants. You know, we call this negativism or, or, or just not having faith. But in verse 32, God called it an evil report. Just to give, give us a little idea of how God feels about negativism. And how folks are saying, we got problems, it won't work. That's how God feels about that. He feels like that it is evil. Hallelujah. Now, let me remind all of us again of how infectious and how contagious fear and unbelief is. This is just the negative side. Of it. I'm going to get off of this in just a minute, all right? Amen. But, 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 but I, I hear, remember the, remember the prophet that said, I hear the sound of abundance of rain during a famine. Remember that? Remember that? Amen. When the prophet Elisha made that statement, there was no rain. There wasn't even a cloud. They were in a drought that had been going on for quite some time. But here he was, he sent, amen, his servant up and look out over the sea while I go put my head down between my knees and weep and cry and pray before God. And I hear, even before he started, he said, I hear the sound 
of the abundance of rain. Somebody around here is going to have to let that spirit of Elisha get a hold of us while we're spying out the land, while we're having church. We're just going to have to take the promises of God and bring them to reality. You know what? I'm laying hold. I'm claiming that for me. I'm not letting the enemy, I'm not, I'm not letting him in here. Hallelujah. No rain, no cloud, just, just a little insert right here. Amen. Amen. But the rain, it was no, but it did come. All right. And the famine did end all because someone was bold enough to speak it. Folks, you've got to understand something. Your help and your healing will happen when you start proclaiming it. I'm not talking, I'm not preaching a blab it and grab it and name it. I'm I'm talking about letting your, using your faith that God said he's given every man a measure of faith. Everybody's got a little faith. We come here with a little bit of faith. Amen. So it only takes a mustard seed. Amen. But folks, listen. The power is in our speech. It's, this is, you got to understand. Let me, let me flip the other side of this. This is why God was so frustrated, and he was. I don't know of a better word. God got angry. He repented that he ever made man. God, you know, he was frustrated with Israel when they murmured and complained. They were griping, running their mouth. He tell a story years ago about a man, pastor, had a woman in his church, and she was, and so she finally, she just came to the altar, standing at the altar, and she said, Pat, and that's back in those days, they had these big, long altar branches. Y'all remember that? Big, long, all, everybody, in fact, it was problems when people took them out. They thought that was, that was just a place at the altar. But anyway, long altar branches. And he said, Sister, what do you need? And he knew the situation. He'd covered, he'd put out fires and, you know, tried to help her and dealt with her, but she was a gossip. And she said, he said, what do you need? He said, Pastor, I'm here today to put my tongue on the altar. And he said, we don't have an altar long enough. <laughs> now, that was mean, I know. I would, <laughs> no altar right here long. Hallelujah. But, but we need to get to saying the right thing. And, and, and Brother Johnson talked about it a little bit today. That tongue is the most unruly memory, you know, in the, that's what James said. Most unruly member of the body. That's why it's important if we hadn't talked in tongues lately, amen, to yield up that most unruly member and let the spirit take a hold of it. Because you can't talk in tongues in the spirit, truly, honestly. You can't do that and then go gossip about your brother and your sister. You can't, you can't start talking negative and ugly. And, you know, was that, was that the writer said that bitter and sweet water can't come out of the same fountain. It's going to be one or the other. And so that's why we need to allow the spirit, amen, to come through and take charge of this member that does all kinds of harm. But God was angry with them. God was upset with them when they murmured, when they complained. Amen. Amen. 
Hallelujah. It was their own negative attitude that kept them in the wilderness for 40 years. Amen. That's it. That, if you trace it back and study it, that's what happened. God wanted to just take them right across there and right into the promised land. But they kept complaining about it. Listen, we talked last week about fear, not, not being just an emotion, but a spirit. I have to believe and I have to tell you that that's what this attitude is when we say ugly things and nasty things and negative things and hurtful things and fearful things that's what it, it is a spirit that's the only way we can deal with it get this spirit off of me lord help me with this amen Listen, the spirit of fear was the inspiration behind the ten spies with the negative report. When they saw the cities that were walled, they were convinced we cannot take that. I know God promised it. That should be it. That should settle it. But they got to, they got to try. Listen, it's not up to you. God's already decided. He already promised us healing. By his stripes ye are healed. He promised us deliverance and power over the enemy. That's already settled. You don't have to size it up and decide whether we can or not. It's already the will of the Lord that we build a bigger church and win more people to God and have revival. It's already, we don't have to pray about that. Why do we have to figure that out and size that up? It is the will of God that we live victorious over this world. Amen. With God's help, we can do that, folks. Amen. If we continue or if we can let the, get, get victory over this spirit of fear that will shut us down because it will, if it's in there, it's going to come out in a negative report. Right. Hallelujah. Cities have walls. There are giants in the land. I'm talking right to somebody right now. We look like grasshoppers in their sight. Uh, listen, our human reasoning will overrule our faith. And unless we get, you know, close to people who pray and people who worship and people who believe, then it will overpower us. Hallelujah. In other words, unless we make church a prior. Listen, when we start making church more powerful or more important than our doctor, you ain't going to miss that doctor's appointment. Why? Because you believe he can help you a little bit. What about the master physician? What about the one that left us a promise? Just threw that in. Just threw that in a little. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I got too much to preach today. I'll, be, I'll try to... Go light on you. <laughs> but but, but we, we better make some priorities here. We better decide now what we're going to do when the storm hits. You know, because once it, you know, once it hits you, then you won't be thinking right. We need to decide now, I'm going to keep loving my church. I'm going to keep loving my brothers and sisters. I'm going to keep depending on them to keep praying for me and helping me. Let's make that decision now. I've said it for years. We, we uh, you know, we see people walk out. and it's there. People can go if they want. But then there's some folks who kick you in the teeth on the way out. They don't like you. You done done something, said something, whether intentionally or not. Amen. But, but I don't ever want to do that. 
I want to keep loving the people who love me in, prayed me through, taught me, blessed me, helped me. You know, I, I, uh, I, I think I told this story. Sister Donna, you probably remember. You know, when you, when you start a work, when you come start a, whatever it is, you can start a ministry. There's people here that's got ministries. Daughter works, all kind of stuff going, and potential works, uh, various ministries, all levels, from Sunday school right on through youth, everything. You, you, you put yourself into that, or it won't go. And you know what? Everything rises and falls on leaders, leadership. Save you, save you a lot of trouble here right now. Well, my ministry didn't go because I didn't have a minute. No, no, it ain't nobody's fault but yours. Somebody told me just yesterday, they said, well, I guess I don't have any friends. And I said, well, whose fault is that? It just came out. Might know you'd say something like, well, that, you started it. <laughs> that's how carnal I am see I gotta watch that see I gotta get that tongue baptized again Brother Green can you baptize me today before I leave here <laughs> gotta watch what we say but it was true <laughs> I don't apologize for what I said I apologize if it hurt somebody because what I said was true <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. But you know when you when you start something, you you got to put your it just won't ha, it won't go by itself. And you're going to have listen, you're going to have folks that bless you and you're going to have folks that curse you. You're going to have folks be good to you and joy and you have folks going to crucify you. It's their calling in the kingdom of God, to nail your hide to the, to, listen, so you just have to deal with it. Like, you know, if it didn't go, you know, I've, I've, I've said, well, you know, we could have had good service, you know, but so-and-so, no, 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 it's not up to them. It falls right back on the leader. When you have people that won't worship, we ought to take it as a challenge. I'm going to get them to worship one way or the other. I'm going to make them worship. I'm going to make them like me. And I'm going to keep praying and believing and trust in God to help me. That's how you make it go. Or you can walk away and say, man, we would have had a ministry, but we couldn't have nobody help us. I was all by myself. Well, we need to start praying for more leaders, real leaders. But I remember, I remember coming here, Sister Carol, and to start this church. We were pretty lonely. My wife and I went hungry a little bit. You know, we ate popcorn, and she, we had rice and gravy, and, and then more rice and gravy, and then we popped popcorn that we had that's back before microwave popcorn we and we'd pop it on the stove and and then we'd make biscuits with the uh you know and with the gravy and and uh it, but we didn't have anything but we we had a calling on our life during that time my bishop uh he's not much older brother Nugent not much older than me and I don't know why I'm telling this story maybe for somebody around here amen that's just battling some stuff Amen. But, but, but there was a little separation, Brother Johnson, from me and my bishop. 
And not only was he, I assisted him two times, but I, I grew up with him. He, he was graduating about the time I was going into the seventh or eighth grade. I can't remember exactly. He's just a few years older, going off to college. And, but, but he spent many nights in our home, ate many meals in our home. Amen. And, and then I, I did all this assisting and stuff came on later. But we grew very, very close. And, I, and, and there was a parting of ways, part of it, because we came up here, part of it, I was in my 30s and then on into my 40s. And then things happened, transpired. He had a brother. He had a brother that died about the same time one of my brothers died, and we was alone. I was down there in Lake Charles, and, and we both kind of got emotional. But we were apart. I would see him at general conference, eat lunch with him or breakfast, and we hugged necks. But it was a distance there, Sister Jan, a distance. The enemy does that. enemy does that. But nothing, nothing touched me more. Nothing. I believed it. I knew he was preaching the doctrine. I knew he was, and he would brag on us and, and uh, he, he'd been here a couple times. And, but, but, you know, it was just the most powerful thing. But it was just a little thing. The, the most powerful thing that happened. And I was distanced. I wasn't calling him. He wasn't calling me. I just, just totally had severed our relationships. But I remember a guy called me totally out of the loop, just to, was talking. And he said, yeah. He said, I, I heard a converse, overheard a conversation. And he said, uh, some people walked up, and they called Brother Howington's name. He said, yeah, you lost, yeah, Brother Nugent, you lost old Howington and old Curry. They left you, didn't they? And you know what he did? You know what's so powerful? He said, he said, oh, yeah. He said they did, but he said, if I needed them, they'd come. Hit me right in the heart, Brother Green. It put an obligation on me. It, it's, it's, you know, I don't know how you'd look at it, but I, I said, that man's dependent on me. I can't let him down. Whether I would or not at that point after that, amen, Kim, after that, I'm like, there's no way that I'm not going to come see about him. That's not, there's no way that I'm not going to hop on me a plane or head my car straight south and go to Lake Charles and see about him if he is in. No way. Didn't preach straight to me. Didn't tell me I was going to be lost if I was. No, no. He just said, no, if I needed them, they'd come. I got to thinking about how somebody invested in me. I got where I was because somebody else believed in me. He said, no, he's going to make it. You know, I, again, I confess to you, there's times I felt like just quitting and giving up. I felt like throwing in the towel more times, but somebody believes in me. I can't, that's, how you, that's why you have to get victory over selfishness. That's why you have to quit looking at self. It's not about self. It's about other good folks out there that are struggling and trying to make it. So I can't quit because of them. So I'll just keep fighting the good fight. When I've stood as long as I feel like I could stand, I'll just stand a little longer. Stand, therefore. Hallelujah. Well, these things happen to us, and we get get blessing, and we get direction. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Did you ever notice that there's always some talented guy in the crowd who has the creative idea like, let's quit. 
let's go back to Egypt because we want some more onions and leeks and garlics and we ain't had nothing out here but manna. Oh, wait, listen. The enemy's going to make sure that kind of guy is there. Right ready with that kind of a bright idea. Oh, let's, we can't do Let's just go. That's what happened there in the, in the book of Numbers. And they said one to another, let us make a captain and let us return. Who needs a captain that wants to go backwards? But that's what they did. That's what fear does. Listen, folks, we're going forward. I said, I said, we're going ahead with God's help. Hallelujah. Amen. And we get right back to our text after all of that in a nutshell. A bunch of stuff to be said. Amen. And Caleb stilled the people, said, hey, 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 wait a minute. Let me say something here before Moses and said, let us go up now. Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. Now, the truth is, without the motivation and divine empowerment of God, people tend toward the average. Amen. Doing just enough to get by. But once in a while, there's a Joshua. Amen. Or there's a Caleb in the crowd that sees beyond the majority and past the obstacles and understands this is a test. This person is not exempt from the hardships of life. Listen, we're not exempt from life just because we talk in tongues and pray in the Spirit. No, no, we have tests just like everybody else. Amen. The test is everybody's watching how we respond to it, how you going to act when you get down in the pit. What you going to say when you get down in there? You're going to be mad at the preacher and mad at the church and get your feelings all hurt. You know, you're not fit for the kingdom of God if you put your hand to the plow and then look back. That's scripture. That's what the scripture said. We have no business in leadership. Hallelujah. But the key is keeping our attention on the promise. Oh, we got a promise waiting on us. We've tasted a little of it. We feel a little of it, Sister Jan. But all these hardships can cloud out and overpower and weight us down. And after a while, we get to looking at the problem. We get to looking at all of that. Amen. But you you know, the old folks, that's when the old songs come out. I'll meet you in the morning. Just inside the eastern gate. Remember that? Wouldn't you know what that was about? That was about trouble here on this earth. That's about years of depression. No money, no food. Folks going hungry. So they got to thinking about, amen, a land with milk and honey. Amen. No sickness, no pain, no funeral homes there. Amen. They only have a need for a son because Jesus is the light. You get to talking about that and get to singing about it. I will meet you in the morning. I will meet you in the morning. Need to lower the key a little bit. (laughs) Just inside the eastern gate over there. I will meet you in the morning. I will meet you in the morning. Just inside 
the eastern gate over there. Isn't that beautiful? You know what that does? That takes me, that takes my mind off of what's here. That's what's going to get us through. You know the Bible said, you know that the Bible talked about the pearly gate? Huge. Somebody said, man, I can't wait to see those pearls. The Bible says it's made out of one pearl. I can't, I'm born, I'd like to see that oyster. <laughs> Warren Wisby says this I'm trying to close nothing paralyzes our lives like the attitude that things can never change I'm stuck here it's the way it's always been I ain't got no money my friends done turned against me folks done said they's gonna do something then they ain't let me down we need to remind ourselves that God can change things. Hallelujah. Maybe we could say it like this. Say it like this. Outlook determines outcome. How do you see it? Oh, I see things are pretty bad. I'm not trying to sweep anything under the rug. I see the pain. I see the sickness. I see the bills are due, and we ain't, you're right. We don't, but, but God is the one we look to. He's the one we depend on. That's what's going to get us through. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen, we don't, let's all stand. Sister Melissa, if you'll come up and if you can. We're not denying the problems. Amen. We, we, we see the problems, but if we see the possibilities in the problems, we, we can have victory here, folks. Can I just preach a little faith to us? We can get through this thing. Amen. If we can see possibilities in the middle of this jail cell or this ditch that we're in or this fiery furnace or this lion's den, all, all that's biblical and scriptural. It happened to folks. Listen, if there was no opposition, Victory wouldn't be near so sweet when we get through this. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. You know, it may be midnight now. Hallelujah. Storm going on. But, but, but it's not long till the, till the daylight's coming. We just, we'll, it'll be light in a little while. We're going to struggle through this thing and make it. Hallelujah. Speaking of storms. Amen. In Acts 27, amen. Remember Paul in a storm in the sea going to meet, you know, the emperor and be tried for preaching this gospel. Amen. And, and the people all got frightened. He was a prisoner and they were tossed for days. Amen. But I love this. I love this. Somebody needs to get a hold of the horns of the altar. Somebody needs to pray until we do believe this. Amen. In the middle of this storm, and these guys are about ready to, you know, to give up the ship. And, and he said, for there stood by me this night the angel of the Lord, the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve. He said, I got a little message for you. You know, it, it, you know listen, Brother Bobby, in this turbulent world and it's, there's trouble there's things people getting divorced leaving their families leaving their kids this is it, 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 listen and it's no respecter of persons it'll come right into the church it'll mess you up 
stuff, stuff's going on, stuff's happening. And so it, it is really, really nice to have somebody say, God spoke to me about your situation. Here's what he said. Stay with the ship. Just stay with the ship. Oh, and not a hair on anybody's head's gonna be hurt. You know what the ship is? It's the old ship of Zion. It's called the church. A little battered, I understand. Amen. Sails are torn. Amen. It's gonna make it. So just stay with the ship. You know, I could just go on and on with this story. They did make it. It did break apart, but Paul said, just grab a piece of board or part of the ship. They went into an island. Amen. And the Bible said the people were nice to them. Natives, never been there before. And while Paul was gathering sticks, said a viper came up out of the... He began to put, it was all right. He was in, long as he was, it was cold and rainy. And, and long as he was cold, a, a viper can't do much when it's cold. Can't move. They're kind of a, you know, they're warm weather kind of a, a deal, you know. So he, so he, he was, uh, he was all right. But when he, when he put him on the fire, the Bible said that poisonous viper came up out of the heat. I mean, it's like, what else is going to happen, God. I'm arrested. It's bad enough. They put me on a ship. It runs right in. I told them not to go. It goes right into a storm for days and days. The ship tore apart. Here I am on an island. I'm safe. And now I get here and a snake bites me. You know, it just goes on and on. Don't Some of you could write down a list of stuff. You almost sound just like that. <laughs> Notice, though, that the viper come up out of the heat. I didn't even know there was a devil until I got the Holy Ghost. I thought he was a little red, you know, guy with a pitchfork and a tail, you know, and horns. I, that's, that was my extent of, and if you do good, you know, there's an angel on this shoulder, and then when you do bad part of the time, and you, there was this little demon on that side. Of that's what I thought the devil was until I got the Holy Ghost. And then he raised his ugly head he made me know that there was a real devil. I'm not preaching about him too much. But basically what happens, when you get the heat, you get the fire going. And wasn't that John the Baptist said, you know, I'm just baptizing you with water and repentance, but he that comes after me, whose shoes I'm not worthy to bear, he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Fire's hot, folks. Amen. And you get a fire built in the church. You get a fire built in your house, in your home. You, you can just follow the enemy and keep the TV on all the time. You don't have to worry about the devil. Why, why, would, he, why would he rise up against you? You don't have to worry about it. Oh, by the way, you can accept Christ as your personal Savior and, and just be a Christian if you want, so-called. You won't know that. In fact, there's Christian whole organizations that don't believe the devil even exists. You know why? He never, has to, he never bothers them. He, don't, he doesn't need to. But you let the Holy Ghost start moving. You get folks hungry for God and crying out for a relationship, a deeper, stronger relationship with God. He will come up out of the heat. 
and he will fasten on you. That's why some of you are fighting the enemy right now because you talk in tongues and you keep coming to the altar and you keep coming to church and you keep lifting your hands and, you, and it makes the devil uncomfortable. It makes him mad. But that's not the end of the story. Listen, it could be just like it was a poisonous viper and, and, and it fastened on Paul and that could be, oh my goodness, amen. But you know what Paul, the Bible said Paul did? Paul shook him off in the fire. Just shook him off. Now all those folks around, all those natives around, the Bible said in so many words, they just waited till he was, would fall down dead. That's what they expect. That's what happens when that kind of snake gets a hold of you. That's what happens when divorce takes place. That's what happens when you run out of money. That's, when, that's what happens when you get your feelings hurt. That's when, when you think everybody's doing you wrong and you're in this all by yourself and everybody from the preacher on down did you wrong. No, you just shake it off into the heat. Amen. The heat represents the fire of the Holy Ghost, the power of God. Let me give you one more point. Let me give you one more point here. It's going to be good for you. It's going to help you. Amen. I'm trying to, I'm trying to close. Let's see what, wow, I am going over time. I'm sorry, but it's the truth. <laughs> Watch what the people did. They expected him to die, and they just kept waiting on him. He's going to die. He's going to fall down. That's what, that's what happens when those kind of snakes bite you. Poisonous viper. And they said, and then they had other things like, you see, yeah, he, he done done something. And now the gods, notice how the heathens call it. They don't, they don't believe in one God. They believe in more than one. And the gods, you know, they, they got him, see? Fate. See? You can't get away. Now, judgment's on him, see? But the Bible said when he didn't, he did not fall down dead. Watch how people do. They turn right around from being judgmental and claiming he was a devil and then they wanted to worship him. I don't know what Paul did. I, don't, I can't remember exactly how that story, but, but here's what he probably did. I don't know. Like Peter, you don't, I'm a man just like you. That's what this world and some church folks, Debbie, hadn't figured out yet. As long as I'm doing good and preaching right, and I let you out early enough, I'll be a good guy, awesome man of God, and you'll just love me to death. What's going to happen when you find out I'm human. What's going to find out? Now, some of y'all already know. I understand this. <laughs> but maybe you knew people. You think I'm such a wonderful guy. When I tell you something you don't want to hear and you don't believe in, but I believe in it. When I tell you, let's just straighten your hide up and behave. When I tell you, just shut up and march. That's probably what Joshua did. Why are we marching around this wall? You know, that's the goofiest plan ever heard of. Marcher, let's get some battering rams. Let's get some ladders and climb over the wall. No, mar that was your plan, march around every day? And then the last day, you're really going to wear us out and kill us. We got to march around seven times? And Joshua said, just shut up and march. There will come a time, there will come a time... How you gonna feel about me when I tell you that? Are, are you just gonna like me when everything's going good? Now, that's a, you know, they say that's the only way you can tell whether you're obedient or not. 
Oh, I'm obedient. I'm submitted. Well, the only way you're going to know that if the bishop or the elder tells you to do something you don't want to do. What we mean by that sometimes is as long as he keeps telling me to do what I already want to do and like to do, and this is my, then, oh, yeah, he's a good guy. But what if he tells you to do something you don't want to do? That's going to be the test as to whether you're obedient or not right there. And it'll come sooner or later. Sometimes it'll be no, just like it's yes. Are we going to get mad when it's no? I'm, all, I'm way out on a limb right now. Hallelujah. I still feel the love of God in this place. I feel somebody receiving this. In Jesus' name, I still believe that we are well able to possess this land. We ought to leave now. We ought to go up at once and possess this promise that God gave us. Anybody ready to claim your promise? Anybody here ready to say, yes, I'll, I'll accept that healing. Amen. I'll take it, God. I'll take that financial blessing. Jesus' name. Things do change. They will change through faith. Come on, let's clap our hands to him right now. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, I've got a feeling. Remember that song, I've got a feeling everything's going to be all right. Just hit a key and I'll just. I've got a feeling everything's going to be all right. I've got a feeling everything's going to be all right. Oh, I've got a feeling everything's going to be all right. Be all right. Be all right. Be all right. Lower it just a little bit. I, I'm sorry I did this, sir. It's not her fault. It's mine. Oh, I've got a feeling everything's going to be all right. I've got a feeling everything's going to be all right. I've got a feeling everything's gonna be all right. Be all right. Be all right. Be all right. Oh, I've got a feeling everything's gonna be all right. I've got a feeling everything's gonna be all right. I've got a feeling. Everything's gonna be all right. Be all right. Be all right. Be all right. Well, the Holy Ghost done told me everything's gonna be all right. The Holy Ghost done told me everything's gonna be all right. The Holy Ghost done told me everything's gonna be all right. Be all right, be all right, be all right. That's my song today, all right? Hallelujah. Hallelujah, it's going to be all right. Be all right, be all right. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus, amen. And it is gonna be all right. I said it is gonna be all right. It's all right. It's all right, hallelujah, it's all right. 
Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I feel delivered. Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus. I hope somebody grabs a hold of this. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Amen. Don't quit. Don't give up. Amen. Keep fighting the good fight. Keep claiming the victory. Keep speaking it. Keep saying it. Stop griping. Nobody's out to get you but the devil. Hallelujah. Everybody got their own trouble. <laughs> we got our own problems to fight through. We ain't got time. We ain't got time for that. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Thank you so much, God. Thank you so much, God, for what you do. Hallelujah. God, we want to, amen, we determine, Lord, to get the promise in sight, in focus. Hallelujah. We want to see it a little clearer, Lord. In Jesus' name, the promised land. Amen. We lay claim to it. In Jesus' name, help us, God. Help us, God. In Jesus' name, empower us, amen, to do this thing. And we'll be careful to praise you and give all the honor and all the glory to you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Praise God. I'm going to let you out of here. You can stay in the altar if you want. Amen. But you can be dismissed. Amen. Keep living for God. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. This